Thank you for downloading the weekly sermon from Trinity Reformed Church in Bloomington, Indiana. To find more great content, please check out our website at trinityreformed.org. Enjoy the sermon. 2 Corinthians 5, verses 20 and 21. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. This is the word of the Lord. Today we remember and mourn the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. The murder of the Son of God was the most heinous, the most despicable, the most obscene crime that has ever been committed in the history of the world. And yet, even as we think about the awful events of Good Friday and everything that led up to this, the betrayal of Judas, the sham trials, the mockery and the torture of our Lord, even as we think about all of that, We also know that we call this Good Friday for a reason. The day was not good for him. For our Lord Jesus, this was a day of anguish and pain, physical and spiritual. A day of grief and sorrow like none other. A day of torture and abandonment. A day of crushing and cursing a day of unspeakable weight. The weight of the sins of the world bearing down on the head of the spotless Lamb of God, a day of death. No, the day was not good for him. But it is glory and hope and joy and life for us. Why, how can that be? Well, this verse, these verses tell us very plainly. Look at verse 21. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Think of this. He made him who knew no sin. Who is the he? He is God the Father Almighty. He is the high king of heaven. He is the immortal, invisible God. He made him who knew no sin. The one who knew no sin is our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God in the flesh. He is the lamb, unblemished and spotless. He is holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. He is the one who lived for one purpose only, to do the will of his Father in heaven, who always pleased his Father, who always kept all the commands of his Father. The one who dared to ask in the presence of a hostile crowd who hated him, Which one of you convicts me of sin? 
Anybody? Which one of you convicts me of sin? Our Lord Jesus knew no sin. He committed no sin. He contemplated no sin. Pure and spotless, a perfect lamb. The lamb of God. But what? He, God the Father, made him who knew no sin, Jesus Christ, to be sin on our behalf. What does that mean? How can that be? Did our holy, spotless, sinless Lord Jesus somehow become a sinner? Is that what it means? Was he actually guilty of sin? Did he become a murderer, an adulterer, a fornicator, a pervert, a liar, a glutton, a drunkard, a swindler, a gossip, a vain man, a proud man? Did he somehow become a rebel, a mocker, a blasphemer, an idolater? Is that what it means? When he says, he made him who knew no sin to be sin? No, of course not. He was indeed and remained the spotless lamb of God, unblemished without defect. So what's going on here? This mystery is the heart of the gospel. This is the heart of the good news. God the Father placed our sin on the spotless lamb of God. That means that God the Father poured out the penalty for our sin on his beloved son. Jesus did not become a sinner, no. But he bore the penalty for our sin. And the penalty of our sin is death. And scripture tells us over and over and over again that our Lord Jesus Christ suffered the wrath of God in our place as our substitute. He died for us. He died instead of us. Romans 5.8, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died for us, he died in our place. 1 Peter 2.24, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross. 1 Peter 3.18, for Christ also died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust. This is the great truth at the heart of Isaiah's prophecy that we just heard, read to us. From Isaiah 53, he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening of our well-being fell on him, and by his scourging, we are healed. All of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. 
This is the key to the whole Bible. Right here. Galatians 3 says it like this. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Brothers and sisters, everything comes down to this. Everything. Jesus Christ bore the awful load. The awful load is the guilt and the punishment of your sin. Yours. Now you do know that you're a sinner, don't you? Yes, you do. But some of you think that somehow you can satisfy God's justice yourself. You think you can bear the curse of God's law yourself and somehow come out the other end. You think that either your sin isn't really that bad or that you have it in you somehow to, to make up for it on your own, with your own hands, with your own work, with your own piety. You are dead wrong. Dead wrong. The curse of the law is the most dreadful thing imaginable. An affront to the holy, eternal God requires an eternal punishment. You cannot pay for your own sins. Your everlasting suffering your everlasting suffering could not satisfy God's justice for even one vain thought. But just think of, just think of all you have done to offend the holiness and the purity and the righteousness of the true and living God. All of it. But the verse doesn't stop there, does it? He, he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Do you see this? God himself produced a miracle beyond every other miracle. He took our sin and he placed it on his spotless son. And he took his son's spotlessness and placed it on us. In Christ, God sees us as righteous. In Christ, God blesses us as righteous, as what righteousness would deserve. What does righteousness deserve? Life. 
joy, peace. Jesus gets the curse. We get the blessing. Jesus gets death. We get life. Jesus gets crushed. We get healed. This is the heart of the gospel. This is the heart of the Bible. This is your only hope. Richard Hooker was an Anglican pastor in the 1500s, and he said this in a sermon. Listen to what he says. Such we are in the sight of God the Father, as is the very Son of God himself. When God looks at you, if you're in Christ, he sees the Son of God himself. That's what he sees. This is what it means to be in him. He says, let it be counted folly or frenzy or fury or whatever. It is our wisdom and our comfort. We care for no knowledge in the world but this, that man has sinned and God has suffered. That God has made himself the sin of men and that men are made the righteousness of God. Do you believe this? Do you struggle to believe this? Yes. It, it sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? But it's not. Martin Luther once wrote to a man who was struggling with the weight of his sin, a man who, who could not grasp the freedom that Jesus Christ purchased with his own blood for him. He just couldn't grasp it. And here's what Martin Luther said to this man. It's good advice for us. Learn to know Christ and him crucified. Learn to sing to him and to say, Lord Jesus, you are my righteousness. I am your sin. You took on you what was mine, yet set on me what was yours. You became what you were not, that I might become what I was not. Just remember this. This is it. The hope, the hope of the good news, right here. Now let me end where the Apostle Paul began, in verse 20. He says, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were making an appeal through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Be reconciled to God. I beg you, be reconciled to God. And as you hear me saying those words, don't hear me, hear God himself. God himself is appealing to you. God himself, these are his words. Be reconciled to God. Why do you want to die in your sins? 
Why do you want to stand in your own righteousness? Why do you want to bear the furnace of God's searing wrath for your sin on your own? You can't. But God has offered you peace, reconciliation, peace with him. And the terms of God's peace are sealed in the blood of his son, the Lamb of God, spotless and pure and holy, shed for you if you will humble yourself, lay down your weapons and your works and submit to his righteousness. Be reconciled to God. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we are yours. Please save us. We ask in your name, amen.